1: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails, brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. 317-684-8444,
0: 317-684-8444, it is time to hear from you, your thoughts, your contribution with your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
1: Hey, just a couple things. One, you can also watch us on the YouTube feed. Casey's showing some shoulder right now if you'd like to see part of Casey's shoulder. Uh- <laughs> That thing just shoot up here. It's
0: kind of an uh, 80s look. Today. Yeah, it is
1: very, very, very much. And I, I appreciate how you did that on the DL to try to get <laughs> the men folk to stick around here ooh, today. Ooh, my shoulder. <laughs> You'd be surprised these days, Casey. <laughs> um, also, we'd like to congratulate uh to get everybody up to date on a story we touched on earlier today. Um, Jason did make it back from your your house. He did. Casey's husband locked his keys in the house. Yeah, he locked himself out. And uh had his phone with him. Jason, producer Jason, producer for Tony Katz will be filling in for us next week. He was here shadowing Kev. Uh road to the rescue took mm-hmm. the keys back to your husband and let him in the house and it's amazing he got to your house and back without losing a tire mm-hmm. on Washington Street yeah or being uh had an attempted execution <laughs> right. in that upscale neighborhood that yeah. surrounds your uh, your estate
0: I thought it was interesting he said that there was a lot of photo opportunities yeah he, on the way
1: Jay is a, a a professional photographer in his uh spare time and so um Anyway, I just want to let everybody know Jason did indeed make it back alive. I, I'd forgotten about Patty's out on West Washington <laughs> Street. There's so many more memories out mm-hmm. there. I haven't been out there in so mm-hmm. long. I'm about to
0: Oh uh, uh, Rob, it, we're gonna have to have some lunch yeah. one day. Oh no. <laughs> Not there. Uh is it still open? I don't know.
1: It was closed up, but it is a little early yeah. for the for the dancers to be up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, okay. And out, so.
0: Um so the dude said, Thank you, Jason. The only thing that it, that is hurt is his pride.
1: <laughs> well, at least he left his car unlocked. Yeah. That's Great. Which is but, dangerous but to do- But didn't have in,
0: his keys with him.
1: Which is dangerous to that's, do in your neighborhood. Yeah, why did he do that? I don't
0: know why he did that. Unless he hit the key from inside oh, the house- that's also a
1: possibility. To load yeah, it that, up with stuff. Yeah, I, I don't
0: know. I don't know what he was doing. At
1: least I beat the locksmith,
0: so- yeah. Yes, exactly. And you saved him a couple hundred dollars, so thank <laughs> you for that. All right, let's hear from you. Uh, somebody called, and they wanted to mention that today is the birthday of somebody.
1: Good morning, Robin Casey, and good morning, Hoosiers. For uh, many of us who lived in the better part of the 20th century so far, uh, today is our President's Day. Ronald Reagan, 1911, February 6th, was born on this day. Two-term president, probably the best president of the 20th century, and sometimes we wonder if maybe he was the best president ever. Let's all wish a little happy birthday to Ronald Reagan today and wish that we could go back to those times when we had fun in this country and we had somebody in charge that we didn't worry about going to sleep at night. (laughs) So, Mr. Reagan, the great communicator, we miss you. Yeah. Uh, Very well said. It is interesting how... Reagan has almost become Paul Bunyan-esque, it, you know, it's like you would have thought he, you know, Reagan was a strong president, and sometimes over time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we idealize- the reputation yeah, gets right. bigger and better. But it is interesting, and Tom, Southside Tom, one of our great listeners, touched on this. You- f- Reagan sort of ca- Reagan sort of symbolized the feeling of the 1980s and, and like everything about Reagan sort of captured the country at that moment in time which again it was this re- reclamation of american exceptionalism american idealism it's morning again in america mm-hmm. the shining city upon the hill yeah and so while Reagan was not this infallible president that time has sort of painted him like Paul Bunyan or Johnny Appleseed type character to be. He was a phenomenal president given the condition of America and the state of the country and where he left the country a- after at the end of his presidency in 1989 compared to where he found it, you know, when he was elected in 1980.
0: Right. Well, when he took office, the huge stagflation that we were experiencing and the oil crisis and you can only hope that huh, that would happen today but of course you're right everybody tends to gloss over the Iran-Contra affair when talking about Ronald Reagan um, okay so yesterday Victoria Spartz made an announcement that she was running for office again even though she had previously a year before announced that she was going to step down so we have- I
1: want to see her lose does that make me a bad person
0: it makes you an opinionated person. Does and that that's make you a opinion. bad person?
1: I want to see her lose. So whether it's so that this guy was on with Tony that's running against her, English or England or Engling or what Engling, I think is his name. Uh, and then you got Goodrich and the Raju guy. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is, as long as it's not her, because she should absolutely not be rewarded uh, for this, her behavior the past year. No way.
0: Well, we got a, quite a few phone calls about Victoria oh. Sparts. So here is the first one.
2: Once again, you're absolutely right. Victoria Spartz is a liar. She's not running out of
1: some sense of duty or patriotism or whatever. She could care less about America or American citizens. She is running for one
2: reason only, so that she can send money to Ukraine. That's the only reason why she's running is because Ukrainian funding hasn't been approved and she
1: wants to make sure she's there when it is so she can take credit for sending money to Ukraine. Hmm. Any other time, she's more than happy to mention that she's a Ukrainian citizen, that she's from Ukraine. But here lately... You haven't heard a word out of her mouth about being from Ukraine because she wants people to forget about it. So they vote for her so she can send her money over there. So, yes, yeah, she's a liar. Vote for anybody in the Fifth District except for Victoria Sparks. So uh, I was fascinated. We talked with Nikki Kelly about this earlier in the in the sh- in the hour. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by the public backlash from high profile people. Um like Chris Jensen, who's the mayor of Noblesville. We like Jensen. Mm-hmm. We think he's clinically insane for building that uh, taxpayer-funded stadium for the G League, uh, the Pacers G League team. But than mm-hmm. that, we like Jensen. Seems like an okay guy. Um, he came out publicly and was like, I'm with Goodrich. Yeah. And somebody else, another mayor, came out and was, I think, with Goodrich. And so uh, here's, the, here's the issue, though, and this is what concerns me. And you know my theory, Casey. Everybody should be able to run. If you want to run, go for it. But if you split that vote four or five ways, you could have her win with 25%, 27% of the It'll vote. it be a small margin. And then she's going to be back there. And if you put her back there, she's going to believe she's bulletproof. And mm-hmm. that's not going to be good for
0: anybody. All right. Another phone call about Victoria Spartz. Two quick points. One, uh,
2: Rob, do you know who Victoria Sparks reminds me of? Uh, That episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza quits his job and then the next day he comes back and he's like, oh, you thought I was serious? No, no, I was just joking. That's who she is. Last year she's like, oh, I'm not going to run for re-election. And now she's like, oh, you thought I was serious? Oh, you guys are nuts. Um, So the the second one I want to make is that, Rob, I think you have too much faith that there's a there's a lot of people who vote based on identity politics, and I I'm a little nervous that if they put in Michelle Obama as the nominee, Democrat nominee, that there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna you know I, I can't do the high pitched voice that you do when you say this, but they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, look at <laughs> Michelle Obama, she's a woman and a woman of color, and if we vote for her, she's gonna be the first. Female president, and you know technically Barack Obama was biracial. So if we elect her, we're going to have the first black president. So we're going to have a, the first or the first fully black president, and we're going to have a female president. Or if you believe the far right QAnon conspiracy theories, then she'd be the first trans woman uh, to be president. But I, I don't believe those. But but either way, they're going to have you're going to
0: have people voting on her basically because she's a woman and a woman of color. Okay, so this is a situation where you need to close your eyes and listen to the policy.
1: Well, and what he's responding to is, I said yesterday, because that new poll came out that shows Biden losing horribly to Trump. It's an NBC poll, so clearly not Team Trump conducting the poll, Mm -hmm. and it's almost outside the margin of error. And what I'd said was, there will come a point, if they don't get Biden out of there fast enough, if the country doesn't improve, the condition of the country doesn't improve and, improve and Trump can stay out of jail because polling does show that if Trump gets convicted of a felony,
0: it, it flips. It flips. Yeah.
1: So if you believe that, if Trump can stay out of jail and the condition of the country doesn't improve, which let's face it, it's not going to under Biden, then there will come a point where the party will get as much blame as the candidate does and they won't be able to unfix the thing. Now, that they're not at that right now. I think if Biden got out today and they put Michelle Obama in say I think she'd have a pretty good chance of winning but if you wait long enough people start baking in I've already decided that I can't do any more of this so that was what I was referring to I totally agree with the guy that I think Michelle Obama it would have a much better chance than say uh, Biden would but I think the longer they wait the harder it com- becomes to un to undo that
0: well and they're hearing more talking points like when they asked Donald Trump about well, what about Gavin Newsom and he was said oh that'd be easy because all I have to do is run against what he's done in California. Yeah. Somebody like Michelle Obama, that's a tricky wicket because you can't campaign against her record because she doesn't have one. You can't go yeah. up against like with Gavin Newsom. You can point out all of the bad things right. that have happened in California.
1: Which is why, and I've urged this for months now, and you know this, that Trump needs to run on an agenda so it doesn't matter who he's running against. He's going to run on, here's what we're going to do, and then whether it's Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or Joe Biden or whoever, make that person have to play offense against your agenda then it doesn't matter who you're running against. Here's how we're going to solve inflation. Here's how we're going to solve the border. Here's how we're going to solve energy. Here's how we're going to get foreign policy. We're going to get ourselves back on the same footing we had when I was president the last time. That, that Make them run against your your agenda.
0: And that's something Trump normally does. He, he normally does own the conversation and move the ball.
1: Here, here's here's I just want to say this real quick. Here's what's interesting about Trump. And then I know we got to get to a break. Trump does his best work and he's done this his entire life when his back is up against the wall, whether it was business or politics or whatever. And if you start looking at what's going on here in the legal system in terms of the things that could put him in prison and and cost him the election based on polling, the Fannie Willis thing is unraveling. Mm-hmm. She might end up going to jail. Mm-hmm. The uh, election interference case has already been delayed. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to get decided. We will see what happens um, with the documents case. We don't know with that yet. That thing could take forever to get through.
0: Well, and it's come out that the Biden administration is just as uh, as nervous, if not more, because they are saying how bad the pictures are going to look. Right. Against Biden, because he had all those documents in the garage.
1: So if he can find out a way to stretch this to the election, then once he becomes president, mm-hmm. it's almost universally agreed. You cannot try or convict a sitting president. Uh, he may. In fashion that only Trump could do, he may figure out a way to pardon himself, to thread this needle <laughs> and uh, win the presidency. And mm-hmm. if it's anybody, nobody but Donald Trump, you'd say it's over with Donald Trump. He's right in the game.
0: Hammers up next. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC.